So, um, yeah, so I feed them and take them on walks and stuff, which is a strange thought. It's kind of like walking a dog, but it's a reindeer. And what, like, one of them's pretty tame, so it's like, it is like walking a dog, but then the other one is like, it's the first time it's been like here like this, so it's a little bit more um, stubborn. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Dode Mode Podcast. This is episode number five, where I'm interviewing my good friend, Elsie. She is a world traveler, outdoors enthusiast, and a very interesting and inspiring person to chat with and be around. So let's jump right in. Well, welcome to the podcast, Elsie. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting, I guess. Cool. <laughs> totally. So can we get started with a little introduction about yourself, like where where you're from, what you've been up to, and where you are now? Yeah, okay. Um, so I'm Canadian. I'm from I'm from British Columbia, from Nanaimo on Vancouver Island, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, I guess that's helpful. Um yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I'm just sort of exploring right now. I'm in Norway for a year, so and I'm currently in the north, like above the Arctic Circle in uh Kerajok, and it's on a reindeer farm, so that's kind of cool. Um yeah. <laughs> I guess that sort of answers that. That's awesome. I love how when we were trying to coordinate this call. Um, we were working around your schedule of when you're feeding the reindeer, which is awesome. <laughs> I just think that's that's so cool. So can you tell me a little bit about like what you're doing right now? Why are you above the Arctic Circle? Which is awesome, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you. This um well I was uh just trying to figure out I've been using workaway, so I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. Um and then I I'd seen this sort of opportunity before and I hadn't really put any actual thought into it. And then I was like, let's just message somebody and see what they say. And they said, yes. So <laughs> thought, okay, I'm going up to the like very North in November, but that's cool. So that's exciting. So yeah, that was, it was just sort of spontaneous, but most things I do are kind of spontaneous. So, <laughs> so that's good. And yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Being spontaneous is the way I like to do things too, because you never know what kind of opportunities are just going to pop up, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you meet cool people doing it usually. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, are you working on a reindeer farm then, or how does that work? Yeah. So there's not actually so many reindeer here right now. Cause because like reindeer, like farming is sort of a weird term for it. Like, um, like uh, earlier in the, what is this? The like, fall earlier in the fall is when they do like the like a lot of the like slaughtering so I wasn't there for that but um so when it's then you have them in a bunch of like uh pens and you're like right with them but because it's uh like later in the time of the year it's they kind of like graze and stuff so a lot of them are actually off in like the mountains and stuff around here so we don't see so many of them but there's two that live here like all not all year but all like winter uh because they also do stuff they um teach because I'm on like a Sami reindeer farm which is i mean most of them are sami so that's like the indigenous people in northern like norway and like finland and sweden and stuff so um 
they actually they have a couple here because they teach the um children about like like in the communities and the like local uh, daycares and stuff they teach them about like their their culture and the reindeer farming like culture stuff so there's two that like live out back like right behind the caravan i'm sitting in right now so um yeah so i feed them and take them on walks and stuff which is a strange thought it's kind of like walking a dog but it's a reindeer and what like one of them's pretty tame so it's like it is like walking a dog but then the other one is like it's the first time it's been like here like this so it's a little bit more um stubborn <laughs> doesn't look like getting walked <laughs> that's, that's so cool that's so cool I remember reading in an in a National Geographic uh, magazine about the Sami people and the herding of the reindeer every year, and thinking it would be so cool to do that and experience that. Yeah. And I just think it's so awesome that now I have a friend who's actually out there living that and experiencing it. I think that's super cool. Yeah, yeah, it is really cool. I'm really, really like grateful to be able to experience this and be with like I'm with a very nice family too, so that's good <laughs> they're really sweet they got three little kids though so they're very chaotic but sweet like they're so they should be chaotic at that age but like today was a little bit nuts with them and then there was some stuff going on there was some like government people who came because they've also got um what are they called uh lavos Latin? okay it's lavos is fine because english but it's like it's like it's basically like a teepee that the sami people um like when they like reindeers and stuff so they have two set up here that i like clean off and stuff and i set it up today actually i could send you i mean that won't help the podcast because i can send you a picture of the inside because i lit a fire and it was very pretty but anyways um that's awesome uh, yeah but like uh what was i gonna say oh yeah so they had the like government they were coming to see like and learn about the culture and talk about like climate change and the impact on like uh reindeer um like farming and stuff so that was kind of uh cool but because we had that and then the kids were crazy it was just a very long busy day <laughs> totally yeah, that's good that makes sense um that's awesome so you touched a little bit before we started recording here on the daylight thing um what is that like you, you said <laughs> you don't get much sunlight or any yeah well we have light we don't have sun like you don't see the, the the sun never like comes up but you have daylight if that makes any sense so we have a little we have daylight between like and it's like it gets like you can notice it it gets shorter like every single day by like a half hour or so um so like today it was up probably around 9 30 10 and down by like 3 p.m so like we have light but it's just not like a lot <laughs> but it's it's still good because yeah like I was putting um because the driveway here is like a hill up so because there's so many people here I was putting sand down because it snowed so much today and like it wasn't even that late it was probably like 2 30 or so in the afternoon and I had a headlight on because I couldn't see the like sand in the bucket and it was half frozen so it was like I needed to see it <laughs> but yes yeah, so that was kind of interesting that's incredible so during the summer was it always bright out kind of thing or yeah like I wasn't all the way up here that I mean I was I was in the arctic circle for part of then but I was in uh, Lofoten hiking so it's like some islands out on the coast but um yeah so it was light the sun never completely went down up there like in the 
in the south down by like Oslo and stuff, it gets dark. But like up in the north where I was, it was like like it never got completely dark. I remember we were on the I was staying on this boat for a little while and we were sitting on the roof of it and it was like 2 a.m. And it was still bright and there was a concert going on still at 2 a.m. So it was like if you didn't know it was 2 a.m., you'd ha- you'd think it's like the middle of the afternoon because everyone's like up and hanging out and there's music like it was it's a really interesting experience yeah Yeah, that's crazy i can't imagine i would love to experience that eventually but obviously it's pretty normal back in canada and stuff and people complain about their days getting shorter but it's nothing like what you're talking about um yeah it's nothing like being this north (laughs) yeah exactly um so do they do a big um like do they take all the reindeer south or north or something do they do a big uh what's it called like migration thing with all the reindeer or something? Um, they don't they don't do it the reindeer move themselves and then you just kind of have to be like it's not like historically like way back like hundreds of years ago where the sami people would just like the reindeer um like the people who are doing the like reindeer husbandry back then would move with the um, reindeer wherever they went. But now they don't uh, do that the same way. Like they have these like reindeer fences set up and stuff. So it's like, they can't like, they have one by the Russian border. So they can't go like there. I mean, like, it's kind of funny that I was talking to the husband and the family here and he was saying like the, um, like when they had to fix the fences in the summer by the Russian border and the Russians who are there don't they don't care they're just like yeah okay but then the norwegians are like watching the line and they're like if they cross if you cross that we're gonna charge you like the fee for like trespassing or not trespassing but like you know crossing the borders the norwegians are like really caring and the the russians are like like we're up in the north and you're fixing a fence like whatever so i thought that was interesting but yeah because they have those fences up so the reindeer can't go in like places you really don't want them to go like um i mean there's some areas where they do cross borders but like they can't get like onto like the highways and stuff so it's not that there's so many cars but like so um there you don't have to stay on them the same way and like you have the like ear tags that track them and stuff so you kind of know where they go and they migrate themselves like they'll go out to the coast in the summer and stuff but um but you go to them sometimes i haven't yet but i haven't been here very long so <laughs> but cool and makes it hard. will you plan to will you be able to go go to them uh I don't know. It depends. Uh, depends if what we need to do, really. So <laughs> I just sort of do whatever they need me to do, which is fun. It's cool, but yeah. But you don't like. It's hard to plan things, I guess, because you just sort of have to re- like rely on what the reindeer need and what the yeah what they need to do with them in that time and stuff. So, but it's cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna ask. Do they belong to? people like do certain people own certain reindeer or yeah so it's like they have like the like ear it's like it's like cattle like they have like the ear tags or like i mean some of them i guess do different things but here they have like the ear tags but it's cool because like they have the reindeer and then they do the like like slaughter and then and then you get all the like you you get the furs right and then you have like the skins or whatever so those are in like the um the lovos and they're in like or la- lavos there we go <laughs> mixed it <laughs> it's like that didn't sound right um yeah so they have them in there so like people like sit on them where they're like in the house and stuff and then when they get old and the fur starts coming off um 
like we'll start doing this soon because some in there are um they get you have to like you start processing this you take all the fur off and you like turn it into the leather so you can make like the so they make like the, the like clothes the traditional like shoes and stuff that people still wear so i thought that was really cool and like the grandmother in the family she still does it so she's teaching the like I guess the wife in the family how to do it right now, which is very interesting because it's like something that needs to be like generationally passed on still. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Sweet. So can you tell me a little bit about your adventures throughout the summer? You said you were further south, but you were in Norway the whole time, right? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've like popped out a little bit. I went to visit a friend in Finland and like I've been down to I went to Denmark and Sweden for a little bit, but I've been in Scandinavia the whole time. I've mostly been in Norway. So, um, yeah. So I was earlier, I was working on this like off the grid vegan yoga retreat thing. So I was helping like run it and keep it up. So that was cool. Cause it was like, you're like in the middle of nowhere. Like the big town we went to was like 300 people live there permanently. Like it's not big. They were just building the first school because it was finally big enough that they're like, we should have a school. And it wasn't even like I was there. I was there for about a month as well. And it was like, by the time I was leaving, it was like the start of school for them. And it like the school wasn't even finished being built, but the kids were still like, going to it. So I thought that was kind of fun. But um, yeah, but that was really cool. Cause it was like, I don't know. We were living in these like yurt things and like, I don't know, like everything, like we didn't, we didn't have like anything. Like there's no, like, I don't know. It was cool. Like we had, we had, I'm like really bad at explaining all of a sudden, sorry. <laughs> but it was um yeah, we just we did everything. So like we cooked everything and we had we had like we had they have their house, which is like an old farm building on their property. So they've got like um so there's like a couple that own it. So they have like solar panels on the roof. So there's like the odd thing. We have like a stove and stuff, but it was kind of funny because we had an oven inside and an oven outside. So we had things where we're like, okay, we're making bread. Okay, but if we cook it inside, we have to cook it at this temperature. But because it's Norway, even in the summer, we're like we're cooking the bread outside, we're gonna have to cook it at this temperature. And then like, I don't know. So it was kind of fun doing that kind of thing. And like, uh, like I don't know. There's just like you always we bathed in like the river and stuff, so you didn't have like showers or anything. And like we had an outhouse that was like you had to. There was like the worst actually the worst job was moving the compost we had to move the compost and that smells horrible but we also had to move the like like the waste in the outhouse because they save it in a hole for a couple of years and then you can use it as fertilizer so i thought that would be worse than moving compost but compost smells like worse honestly <laughs> so that was that was like the worst but it was it's still fine it's still fun but I don't know what they I learned a lot about like the plants in Norway there because we would like harvest things and like we would go collect like mushrooms and things and that was all really cool and, like we made soup out of nettles so I don't like I would never have thought like yeah let's eat a nettle because it's just like you know stabby and, and makes you like itchy and sting but like yeah no you can totally eat those so that was cool <laughs> but yeah I don't know that is super sure cool they, yeah yeah I'm sure mushrooms and things. stuff like that um i don't know they're kind of scary to me because some of them are i don't know i guess poisonous so uh, yeah they can kill you very very or it's like even ones that are like okay this is sort of fine but if you cook it this or if like if you don't cook it or you do something it's still gonna kill you or whatever still make you really sick so yeah so it's like we would we would always go with um the like husband and the family and he would be like 
He, he was he always has these long pauses. So he'd look at it and be like, uh no. Or uh yes. <laughs> and then you'd be like, Sabine, why? Like why why is it no? And he would explain, but it was funny because he would just always give you the same. And then um the wife Marita was always whenever we went off, she was always like chasing after us, saying like not to like touch our faces or our mouths and like remember to like rub your hands in the moss if you after you touch something not sure if it was okay because it's got like the like antibacterial stuff or whatever so so funny because it felt so much like you were getting mothered and then you've got the dad he's like yeah no it'll be fine but so i thought that was fun but also like as a kid i had a scout leader who used to do that because he grew up in the like woods over by in i guess on the island i think and his family like they lived kind of in off the grid so his mom would like dry things out and put them all in their house for like the winter and stuff and so he used to pick mushrooms when we were kids and give them to us so but I never really knew them because it was like I knew I could eat it because I trusted Jason but it was like <laughs> I didn't like I don't know I didn't like know the how to pick them I guess so it was sort of cool learning some of that no doubt yeah that's awesome um so then you did a bunch of hiking as well um right you did a bunch of mountains and stuff um you were posting about those a little bit and the views just looked incredible um yeah where were some of those locations and would you ever go back or do you have any kind of bucket list areas you'd go back to i i really want to go back to the lufton islands those are like so pretty and we didn't uh me and my friend connor went there and we didn't get as much time there as we had planned because we had to go um we just had to go back. So it was like, so I want to go back there because there's a lot of places I didn't hit there that I'd really like to see because there's a lot of really cool mountains there and stuff. And that I really enjoyed that. And then uh, uh, we were in like, oh, I never say it right, but it's okay. It's like Ondelsnes uh, uh, or something. Ondelsnes. I don't know. It's got the A with the circle that I can't remember the name. And that's like, it's like, oh, so I can't, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I want to go back there. That's where we did like, we did like a really long one that was a really nice hike, but there's other hikes in that area that are also look really, really cool that are like longer hikes. So I want to go back there. I think that would be kind of epic, but there's, there's so many places. There's also, um, I want to do, um, it's like Shara Blotten, which is like, uh, it's the boulder suspended between the cliffs. Like, I don't know if you've seen the photo, but I feel like if you've seen hiking in Norway, you've seen the, I want to go there. I haven't gone there. So I want to go into that area. So that would be really cool. And there's like, there's a few other like famous hikes there, but that's, that one's like, I got to do that before I leave Norway. So start at the summer, I guess. <laughs> awesome. And speaking of leaving, how long do you have left in Norway? Uh, I have, my visa goes until July 6th. So I have to be out by July 6th, but I don't know entirely what my plan is. I was, supposed to come back for a um, scout camp on the island that I was supposed to run or like help run and like but now I don't know I'm not as sure <laughs> it's just it's because it would start on July 6th so it'd have to be there like mid-June to help set up so now I'm like not as sure but yeah so something around there <laughs> still right. a working progress <laughs> totally do you have any ideas where else you might go or would you crash on the island back in Canada for a little while do you think or would you try to get to another country? Uh, I'm not really sure. I've met quite a few cool people while traveling from like mostly Europe, but from like various different countries. So it's, there's a lot of people that I would, it would be maybe kind of nice to at least go see for a little while. 
um, before I come back. And then even coming back to Canada, um, I've got people like I've never really I've never been more east than <laughs> Winnipeg. But then I've got family more east than Winnipeg now because they've moved. And I'm like, it might be kind of nice to fly into the east, see some of that, see some people. And then like, you know, slowly make my way back and visit people <laughs> in various places. So that would be kind of cool. So, but I don't know yet. But then, yeah, probably back to the island for at least a little bit. But I don't know. <laughs> cool. Too far That's, away. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm the same way. It's everything's a step at a time and a season at a time. Yeah. Um, what what were you doing? You mentioned you went to, was it Finland and Denmark as well for a little while? Yeah. Yeah. And I've been to Sweden too. And Sweden. Um, yeah. So I wanted to hit all the capitals. So I'm like in Scandinavia and I mean, not Iceland. I was there when I was like 16, but I don't really remember it. And it was like two days. So that doesn't really count, but <laughs> I'm not going there right now. Obviously that's like too far away, but um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to see the capital. So I went in, so I've only seen Copenhagen in Denmark, but it was, it was nice. And then when I was there, I met, um, I met somebody who was going to go to school in Finland. So then I went to visit him for a while after I left that vegan place. And then he wasn't, he wasn't in Helsinki, but he was like, he was in temp, Tampa. I can't say, it. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it's like near Helsinki. It's like a two hour train ride. So I went to Helsinki after that. And then I went to Stockholm which is very pretty. So I enjoyed painting there. And yes, I met some very drunk um, old Swedish guys who were like half speaking English to me and half speaking Swedish. And I was getting very confused, but that's okay. <laughs> they were being very nice. Um, but yeah, because I was painting at like midnight. So I was in like a bar area. So that kind of makes sense. like on the street, but by the bar. So it made sense, but yeah, they were friendly. So it was kind of interesting um but then yeah so then it was like yeah so I just wanted to go kind of explore a little bit in them and then like I went to Gothenburg which had a lot of thrift stores which was kind of cool I didn't it had this massive one it was like four floors or something like it was a massive thrift store I've never seen one that big <laughs> but it was cool <laughs> I don't know that's random information but <laughs> no that's super cool that's the yeah. kind of stuff I love to hear I love thrift shopping too it's that's great <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> I was also going to ask, what's the language um, situation like? Like, do a lot of people speak English? Are you learning the yeah. local language? There's a lot of English. So right here where I am right now, it's like interesting. Like I've got a little bit of Norwegian. I'm not great at it, but better than I could be. But um, but yeah, in the house, it's like really weird right now because the um, not weird, but it's just I have no idea. Like it's mostly they mostly speak Sami, the like indigenous language right and then uh but then they speak a little bit of norwegian and then the littlest child like she mostly only speaks sami so she gives me this like very like you can tell she's upset that i'm not understanding her sometimes like like at least when she uses a little bit of norwegian i'm like oh or when she says dog i can't say it but when she says it i know she's saying it in sami because she has this little stuffed animal mostly that she just brings around and she just goes dog dog which is very cute but like but like yeah so there's like so it's interesting because I don't really understand like and the the grandmother in the family like she just she speaks like mostly Sami and then a little bit of Norwegian to me and like every once in a while I understand what she's saying but usually I'm just like like I'm sorry <laughs> and she speaks no English so it's like <laughs> it's interesting trying to communicate with her but yeah so sometimes when it's like so I'm a little bit lost here but the kids like I feel very unaccomplished like uh the kids are like super young 
find they like they're fluent like the two older ones are fluent in like all three languages they can't read so well but like they can speak all of them and i'm like <laughs> like i could barely speak english at your age like but how how but you know that's okay <laughs> i know i felt so. the same way when i went to latin america just these little <laughs> kids are so good they speak english and spanish and i'm yeah i barely speak english you know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh, so that's nice walk, though yeah totally can you walk me through kind of a day in your life right now like what it looks like you mentioned you have to re feed the reindeer at least once a day or just walk me through that a little bit twice yeah so i get up well i have to be up by nine which isn't early so it's fine because that's when i feed because i always feed at nine and nine is when i feed them so i get up in the morning and i feed the reindeer and then i usually like clean up the house a little bit because the kids are always just like it's like a bomb went off every time they get to go to school so i clean up and like put the food back in the fridge and stuff and like eat breakfast and then uh kind of depends like then then it snowed a lot so this morning like i shoveled they've got a long driveway so i shoveled the whole driveway so we'd actually be able to get in and out and stuff and then um took the reindeer on their walks um and then i cleaned the lavos off and that takes a while that took like maybe three hours or so because you got to get all the snow off and then get it yeah no and then like scrape it around so it's not like piling up around the edges so that takes a little while and then uh the kids sometimes come home because they don't they're not in school so long so then i usually like make them snacks and stuff because i'm around <laughs> and then um yeah uh I don't know what, I, and then like today I put the like sand down on the driveway and I set up the lavos. So like I start, well, not both of them, just the bigger ones. So I like put the, uh, rain to buy coffee, like put it over the fire or whatever. Um, yeah. And then I don't know, just like, I'm sure I did other things. I know I did some laundry because <laughs> they, they still use the like drying racks. Like, I mean, a lot of people in Norway do, it's like very common. So I was doing that sometimes clean up the kids rooms a little bit just because it's a very busy household so yeah do that kind of thing and then cook dinner i don't know i'm sure there's other things that i'm like not thinking of but like that's most of what you do in the day and then you feed the reindeer again at the end of the day clean up some more because there's always more to clean up with three little kids running around <laughs> but yeah very cool that's awesome how long <laughs> do you think you'll be staying with these people or do you have a a date set on that yeah i'm i'm here till december 6th because i actually have a friend who's going to come visit me for a few uh like 10 days i think yeah so i have to go down to uh the south because they're not going to go like way up here so um back down to like oslo so i'll be with uh them for a little while and then i'm going to go back and visit the person in finland again and then i don't know after that <laughs> but yeah cool so. what's what's the terrain like up north there like and what's the weather like um so the weather is it's actually like today wasn't that bad it was like probably maybe negative 10 celsius like not so bad and then but like it can vary really abruptly like it can be like negative like 25 tomorrow like i have no idea like it's just it changes really quick but yeah it's um 
I mean, there's like uh, rivers and stuff. I don't know. It's like relatively flat. Like there's some mountains if you go that way. But a lot of it's really flat. A lot of the trees aren't super tall. But I don't know. Like I'm in like sort of a rural neighborhood right now, which I guess kind of makes sense. Like there's other houses kind of around, but it's like there's like some space between them. And then there's like the rivers. There's a big one that's like frozen. So people like walk on it and stuff, which is kind of cool. Same with the lakes and stuff. Everything's kind of frozen because it's <laughs> very north, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, so it's yeah. It's not cool. so different. Are there like any winter sports that they do? Do they ski or ice skate or anything? Yeah, people ski and ice skate. Hockey's not like a thing really in Norway, which I find interesting because I, I just assumed because it's like one of the northern countries. But then once once I realized that it kind of made sense, because even when you think about like, like, I don't know, teams back home, like you end up with like you have like Swedes and Finns and like Russians, but you don't really have like Norwegians right like it kind of like when you think about it you're like a lot of our overseas players from Europe like are from the northern region but they're not from Norway so I guess that kind of makes sense but I don't know they don't do what else do they do I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm sure there's other things they do but that's yeah like skating skiing they do a lot of skiing but yeah (laughs) cool awesome um so have you always been an explorer have you always traveled around you mentioned scouting and stuff i was i was never really involved with actual scouting but i always loved the movement and i always kind of did all that stuff on my own i had like scouting handbooks and collected gear and like my own (laughs) scouting uniform and stuff i just never actually joined joined up but do you have like do you have a history of outdoorsy stuff and exploring or going to other countries or anything yeah well I haven't yeah so scouting I've been in scouting since I was like like seven or eight I'm 21 now so that's a while and I'm still in it like I've got I don't even know I've got a tattoo with my friend I can't really show you it's like the scouting symbols so me and my friends did that before I left so sweet but um yeah so I've been involved in that since I was a kid so I've always really loved the outdoors and like my brother's in it too he's two years older than me so that's nice and like he really loves all the like we go caving and he and like uh rock climbing and stuff and he loves all that he loves all the rope work so he'll set things up just like on the side of benson the mountain back he'll just like set things up and we'll go off the cliffs and stuff so it's like it's fun and he's part of the my brother's part of the caving club on the island actually so he caves a lot um back home but uh so yeah i've always loved all that kind of stuff and my friends are all into it because i'm for the most part, like the majority of my friends I met through scouting and we're still in it or we at least still do things together, even the ones who aren't. So it's, so I really do like the outdoors and then traveling. I haven't done like so much as a kid. We used to go down to the States a little bit. And then in 2018, my scout group, we'd saved up for a couple of years and we actually, we did a big trip. We went to the UK and we traveled around the UK and like hiked and met other scout groups and stuff because most of my leaders growing up were from the UK so we just went and like went to all of their old groups from when they were kids or their areas from when they were kids at least so that was that was pretty cool and then like after I did that my family came and we went to like France and Belgium so that was pretty cool and when he did that I was like yeah I want to (laughs) keep I want to travel more and then we went to Ireland not Ireland um Iceland on the way home so that was cool but um yeah so after that I was like yes I want to travel but then I didn't really so much after that because 
you know, we were still kind of teenagers in school and stuff. <laughs> and then, yeah. So, but now I'm like, yes, I want to travel. <laughs> and it was just a good time in life to do it. I guess it was kind of a good little break from doing anything that was like really important. So I was like, let's just do it. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Was it a big adjustment for you? Have you lived on your own before or was this kind of your first big move out? Yeah, no, I was on my own, like, like when I met you, cause I was in Vancouver, my family's from the Island. So I was, right. I mean, I was my roommate, but like, <laughs> that's not, yeah. But like, he's my friend, but like, yeah. So, so I lived in Vancouver for a year and then I ended up back home just cause of some family stuff going on that you needed some help. So I went back and then everything kind of leveled out again and I was not really having any direction. So I thought, let's go to Norway because I'd wanted to do that since I was a kid. So <laughs> just thought, let's do it. So, yeah. That's super cool. What are some, do you have any other bucket list um, countries or places long-term that, that you'd like to go to eventually? Yeah. Well, I want to go to Japan because I have um, family there. So that would be cool. And then I want to go to South America because I've never been like, I've never been down there and I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> it's just super interesting. So <laughs> I think that would be fun to be down there. I don't know. <laughs> and then that's awesome. I'm sure more places, but you know. <laughs> totally. Would you have any advice for another young person who's just taken off on their first big trip or working holiday visa or anything like that? Do you have any words of wisdom for someone? <laughs> I don't know if I have words of wisdom, but I'd say trust your gut because it's usually right and just like don't be scared to take that risk because it's like I don't know it's you won't know what could have happened if you don't take that chance and you can it can be a very good experience you can meet really cool people and experience things that can you know change the course of your life which is fun and exciting I guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah that's awesome yeah, me and you both kind of left on our, well, I went to Ireland around the same time that you went to Norway, right? And um, I obviously came back to Canada um, <laughs> earlier than kind of expected, but, you know, stuff changes. But yeah, I think going on a trip like that, especially when you're young, before you have like really big family commitments or before you own real estate or anything like that is, I think it's before just such a awesome uh awesome life experience and such a great education you know yeah and it's yeah I haven't met anybody who says that you know they traveled in their 20s and they regretted it like no one says that everyone thinks it's like I don't know a good thing to have done and it's yeah and yeah once you get a little bit older you get more like responsibilities and things that are like not that we don't have responsibilities but it just you end up with things that make it harder to just take that leap and explore so it's, it's worth it to take that chance if you get the opportunity to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. It was great chatting with you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Peace and love. <laughs> yeah. Bye for now. I want to say a big thank you again to Elsie for coming on the show. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with her. And I just loved hearing about all her adventures. Uh, another thank you to my brother Duke for making the music for the show and a big thank you to all the listeners. 
you guys keep this thing going and you make it lots of fun hearing all your feedback and getting those beauty reviews and stuff. I will catch you guys on the next one and until then, peace and love.